Hey everybody, welcome in. It's AJ here on Teal Town USA and joining me right now, of course, the one and only Brody Brazil. And in fact, I wanted to tell you, there's that little intro to all of our shows. I don't know if you know this, if you've ever played it slow enough, there's a little Easter egg where- Really? Am I in it? Yes. The, fir the first shot- No. You've got Logan. The second shot, you've got uh, you know Joe Thornton. You, you know, they got the shards of the players. That very last screen, just as it's fading in- is the video of Sharky when he had like this extended hand on a pole and he was just nudging you from a really from a remote? Yeah, so we just dropped that in. It's a little Easter egg. I was about to tell you all that footage is copyright and you'll be hearing <laughs> from the NBC legal department. But because you've now told me I'm in it, you're all in the clear. You're all good. See, that's all we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you have obviously been filling your time doing these uh, great pieces for NBCS and for your own YouTube channel. Your Rolodex is clearly getting a workout. Um, so how else are you able to kind of kill this time? I mean, this time of year, you probably work yeah. almost every night. Yeah, I was telling my wife actually that Saturday was supposed to be a doubleheader of work for me. Um, where I think I was going to do a baseball game on Friday night and then baseball in the afternoon on Saturday night. But obviously it feels like forever ago that that was even on my schedule. Um, as for filling the time, I have to be honest, I have not been bored one single second yet. And I don't <laughs> think that's coming. And, um, that's in large part to being the father of a two and a half year old. So I, I do want to say if, if you are bored, uh, get yourself a two and a half year old and you will not be bored for months at a time. Um, so there's been that. Um, I have been working. It's different work. It's more time intensive work. Um, it's more jack of all trades work. Um, and I've been doing some stuff around the house. So to be perfectly honest with you, um, I don't know what speed I was going at before pretty fast. It hasn't slowed up much. <laughs> well, following on your Instagram and, and your social media. Um, I'm expecting by the end of the summer, if things don't progress the way we're all hoping to, and if the quarantine gets extended even longer, I'm expecting just a full-blown um, just child's playground taking up your entire backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like to build things. Um, and no, I mean, we, you know what? We, we, take, we take walks like we're supposed to, and... Um, you spend a lot of time with uh, our son. So that's, that's been great. And, you know, when I realized how things were shaping up in the first couple days of, um, this, um, one of the early things that, that was kind of a, 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 you know, blessing in disguise was just that I'd be able to spend a lot more time with my son. Now I am, and I'm spending a lot more time with him than I ever imagined. And it's great. Um, but it also, uh, it's also just such a break from my normal routine. You know, I, I am used to spending an hour to drive to work and back and being gone for six, seven, eight, nine hours, 10 hours at a time. And so, I mean, I haven't even drove my car maybe more than twice in the last almost 20 days. So it's just, it's odd. And I, and I did feel this right after our son was born when I took paternity leave. I was off for a grand total of five weeks, but I'm easily going to surpass that here. And I just remember thinking what a weird time that was. Now, I was not working hardly at all then. I'm working now, but it just, it's got such an odd feel. I am used to working a lot regularly. And so to, to kind of break that 
uh, normality is, is so weird. Matt, what do you think that commute would be right now? Oh, <laughs> you'd probably get there. Well, <laughs> you'd be you'd be tempted to go faster than the speed limit. I usually like to stay within the flow of traffic, right? Um, it's for safety reasons too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine you could you could get there. I get there in a good probably thirty-seven right now. Man, tight thirty-seven. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, everybody that you've spoken with so far, whether it's sharks players, whether it's uh, athletics guys, how do you think that they're dealing with this? Like, w- what's your vibe? Are they just kind of like, well, I, you know, I used to play guitar when I was twelve years old. I think maybe I'll take that up again because that's <laughs> how much time I have to kill right yeah. now. <laughs> I, well, first off, all all these guys. Um, they're battling two different things. They're, they're battling the frustrations of, of being away from exactly what they want to do and what they're supposed to do and what they're trained to do. But at the same time, they all have the realization of, okay, life, uh, is so much more important right now than sport. So they, they're, they're, they're kind of like me, I suppose, in a sense of just that routine of what they normally do. They're not able to function on it. Um, but I think the perspective that all of them have had is that they can't really see playing sports right now, even even if there was a way possible that the NHL could be going on right now or Major League Baseball could have, could have started up. None of these guys would have any imagination of of trying to have life as normal while life is totally not normal in our country and across the world. So I think everybody is taking it in different ways too. A lot of the hockey guys – um, no surprise have just decided to say, turn off the conditioning and they don't have maybe all the resources. They can't skate. They can't hardly do anything, maybe other than ride a bike or lift some weights that they have. Uh, there's not gym access for a lot of these individuals unless the gym is already at their house. So, um, probably frustration mixed with realization for all those guys. And then baseball is a whole separate issue. I mean, they were bound to start up and, you know, they were just kind of getting the engine warm and all of a sudden had to turn it off real fast. So, and, and they also, I think, I don't want to say baseball is guaranteed at all to play a season, but you could kind of right now see how some sort of baseball will happen maybe mid to late summer versus hockey, which has a lot of questions right now. See, that's the whole thing. We saw today that I guess everything was extended till April 31st. If you throw that in, say that best case scenario, May 1st, we can start getting back to normalcy. Then what happens in, do you, I mean, does hockey and basketball go just right into playoffs? Is there a week, 10 days for everybody to try to get back into their kind of normal routine, get some skates in, get some practice in, and then do we just go straight to playoffs? And even in, at that point, I mean, you're talking about handing out the cup, what, sometime around end of July, maybe? And then the guys get, what, a couple weeks off, and then boom, we're into captain's ice? I didn't mean to distract you there by looking at my phone, no, but I had, to go, I had to go look up and see the month of April 
You said 31 days. Now I'm I this is one I'm thing sorry. I don't even know. I don't even know in life like nope. how many days are in each month. January 31. Like, April March 31st. Is, I'm sorry. I don't think there is one. <laughs> April 30th. No, no, no. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> no, but I know this because that was something that was drilled into me. It was like January, March, uh I don't May, know that that July. finger thing that my, my wife does it too. Oh, I don't, that's I don't right. know. I forgot what, about that. Yeah, I don't know what that is with the months, but um look, I think any talk of May is is optimistic at the very best <laughs> for all sports and for reality i i just i think if you look at projections and i i have been looking at a lot of this stuff it's funny because if if you tell me to to look at it uh, advanced stats of hockey or saber metrics of baseball i'll look at some but other ones i'll say i don't need that that's garbage um but here i am looking at every stat possible of covid-19 and you know, a lot of the, the research says that and the projections say that things will peak in late April. Uh, so th- there is still hopefully the backside of that curve to go. Yeah. And the point we're at now here at the end of March, we won't see these low of numbers, I don't think, uh, until May. That's what the projections say. And this is not from me. This is from uh, there's a couple great websites and I wish I could name drop them, but I don't remember the, I have them bookmarked, but I don't, um, and they're all obviously from legitimate sources to say the least. Um, but the point is, is that I, I just, I don't see how it's possible to start this up without the precautions that every player would want, every team would want, every league would want. Um, I think at that point, if you're saying may, I can guarantee you, you're talking no fans and, and I'm fine with that actually. Um, I would be fine even if hypothetically let's just let's imagine that baseball could begin uh July or August late July or early August I'd be totally fine if they said no ba- no baseball fans this entire season we want to get this right we do not want to uh expand the problem And what are you talking think, 81 games then I let, let's see so you'd have well, let's say you'd have all of August and all of September, so that's like 60 days. So you could probably hack out 60 games. And then I think you'd probably play into October. Double and maybe headers. if you... Double headers. Well, yeah, but, you, <laughs> but, but I, I, don't, I don't think the amount of... They need some off days, and I don't yeah. think the amount of... Plus, they're going to need some spring training time of some sort. So I don't know that the, the, game, the, the amount of games can be greater than the, than the total days, even with double headers. But... Um, I think they could get 80, 80 games in at some point. Again, based on projections, uh, nobody truly knows. Um, but the point is, is that I think MLB, the fans, the teams, so long as the players and everybody were secure that they'd be fine and they wouldn't be part of the problem, I think fans would take the entertainment value of just watching Major League Baseball in the summer months versus having to have full stadiums versus uh, uh, of fans. Now, I don't know how the, the teams and the revenue would go with that. Uh, certainly, that's a whole different issue. But I'm just saying from a, a spectator perspective, that's probably that's probably a workable scenario. Well, and the higher-ups at the NHL have kind of, you know, all the information that leaks out from the GM meetings has been that they do not want to have any type of a truncated 2021 season. Right. Yeah. Well, and if if they're if they're going to be that solid on starting on time next year, which I don't think, again, based on projections, they should be able to do that. Um, but with that said, 
you know, I, I think the only way at this point would be to affect the beginning of next season. And then, then it offers the weirdness of, okay, you can start up and resume in uh, September, but then what players are going to switch teams after a, a shortened playoff series exists. And you're yeah. going to, how are you just going to start the playoffs based on the standings that you, that you ended with on March 11th or 12th? It's just, yep. um, it, there's too many difficult things to figure it out and also to make everybody happy. Right oh. uh, to make teams and GMs and owners and presidents and players happy and fans happy. Um, so they're up against a lot. Baseball's up against a lot, but the NHL is up against more. Not to mention also weather. You know, it's it's it would be you talk about bad ice conditions. Imagine the East Coast if you had to play some games in August. Yeah. Imagine what a rink would be like out there. Not with not so much with the heat, but with the humidity. Um, baseball's up against weather a little bit if they had to play into October and obviously November with playoffs. Um, but I really do like the idea for baseball of neutral site uh, playoff series I re- and do them all in dome stadiums. Yeah. I, I don't mind that one bit, actually. And they're talking about playing all the way up to Thanksgiving. So, How many, you know, I mean, I try to pay attention to the Giants, uh, the A's, not as much, but I try to pay attention. I'm out of here. <laughs> See ya. But just off the top of my head, I can't even think uh, how, how many actual like domes are there? Like Minnesota? No, not anymore. Oh. Um, you're, you're old school. This is what I'm uh, saying. Yeah. I, you know, I, I did I did a video on this the other day, and I, and I completely forgot Marlins Park. But in Florida, you have Tropicana and Marlins Park for the Rays and Marlins. You have two now in Texas because the Rangers' new stadium is a dome to go along with Houston. So that's four. You have Arizona. You have Um, Milwaukee. You have Seattle. So I think I'm at seven, and there was one more. Anyway. Hmm. Yeah, I I think the grand total is is eight. So there are some options. Oh, in Toronto, that's uh, the Toronto was the eighth one. And you know what's crazy is, uh, for years people have have bashed dome stadiums. <laughs> doesn't feel right. There's artificial turf. Ball doesn't carry the right way. Pop ups aren't the same. But dome stadiums now could save baseball because there's no way you you could start a season and then go, okay, we're gonna play at you know the Coliseum in November and it's raining. Yeah. It's it's a, you can't. Now you're dealing with Mother Nature. You're not gonna win. So. Well, and I mean, you talk about as a Sharks fan, on one hand, I get it where you're just kind of like, you know what, seeing this season <laughs> just kind of implode, you go. I mean, it's par for the course of, of what of what has unfolded, right, with the team. Yeah. Are you are you basically saying, hey, I'm I'm good to just let it go? Um, as a Sharks fan, it's kind of like, yeah, this season couldn't be over enough or quickly enough, <laughs> I should say, but. Uh, you look at where Boston and St. Louis were when right. everything went, and you're kind of like, man, we could have had a rematch. That's one of the first. I mean, when was the last time we saw a rematch? And it, you know, was that Detroit and Pittsburgh back in you know late 2000s? So right, you could have looked forward to that. Maybe Boston gets a little retribution for last season. Although the way Boston has come off in public lately. <laughs> oh, yeah, they've had they've had some issues, I know. Yeah, I don't um, know that they'd have a whole lot of people rooting for them, but my other thing was as a Sharks fan who kind of, you know, has written off this season, 
I had the opportunity to root for Pavelski and Dylan and Goodrow and Marlowe. And it's like, yeah, please tell me we're not going to lose this. Well, and I've, I've, I talked to Brendan Dillon the other day and certainly he's in a, in a much different position than a lot of guys on the sharks were. they, they were not going to the playoffs. Brendan Dillon was on one of the top teams in the entire league. Um, probably was, was going to be one of the highest seeds, at least in the East. But I think the other thing to consider in all this that we haven't really discussed is you got to make sure players are safe. They can't just stop for weeks and start back up when you tell them to, and then shut it down for a shorter time than they're supposed to. And uh, then start another season. I mean, you're honestly, after June 15th, you're encroaching on a lot of uncharted territories, you know, and I just, I think that's, that's one of the most important things for, for non-players to realize is that you can't, like you risk these guys getting injured and now you're just exacerbating the problem like, like fourfold, you know? So, uh, it's, there's a lot of gray areas and a lot of difficult spots to get into. Yeah. I'm just, and especially for a guy like Marlo where, you know, time is not on his side. So you look at something like this, you just totally, oh, man, and, no, I, and, and, and Jumbo obviously as well. Yeah. Um, you know, he was going to stay a shark and, um, it's going to have to play through another season somehow, some way to get a playoff opportunity. Uh, so it's different for him, but to that point, like time is only ticking on them mm-hmm. and that's, that's definitely the hard part. I agree, uh, to swallow and all this. And yeah, I mean, there were, there's a lot of former sharks in playoff pictures and I was looking forward to, to seeing somebody, hopefully if it can't be us, there's, I, I do have some favorites, but, uh, like I said, I, I just think you weigh everything that's happening in the world right now. Uh, this is not unprecedented. It was a uh, 101 years ago. In fact, they were in this, they were in the Stanley cup final round. And they had to stop the uh, stop the hockey series because of the flu pandemic. So this is not unprecedented that the cup has not been handed out. It's just hard to believe that we're living through yet another time where that may happen. Yeah. And we didn't even mention like Don Scoy or Nyquist, you know, a couple other guys that you could. <laughs> the Long Beach native Matt Nieto also with Jonas Donskoy right. uh, up in Colorado. So, Well, uh, and I'm sure you've seen in the news in, in – Odd to me that two Senators tested positive, two Avalanche players have tested positive. Both of them played in San Jose at the end, but just before everything's up. Yet we've heard nothing for the Sharks, but I guess no news is good news for this. Yeah, no, I agree. And, um, you know, I think also with those two teams, must they must have come through Staples Center yeah, as well. Yep, yep. It was so part we, of the California Triangle when yeah, they came out. We know that Staples Center was uh, kind of a, a, a hot a gross yeah. breeding ground for that disease, and it's crazy because I've I've been in that exact visitor locker room slash dressing room. I mean, I've been in there a lot over the years, and in that exact one, and it's just it's crazy to me how the the virus could live on enough surfaces to contaminate and to transmit to that many other people. That's crazy because they do wash things down. There's days in between. They, When hockey teams are in there, they blow out all the hopefully smell. And I don't know if bacteria, if it's airborne, it's blown out. But 
it's amazing to me that uh, it was kind of a little petri dish uh, that dressing room for a couple different you know crossing teams and leagues even yeah. so um, but I would ha- look I would have to imagine that more players across the league have been infected and there may be some guys on the sharks uh, that are two or were two but just never felt the symptoms and if you don't have access to the testing and you don't feel any symptoms, why would you go get tested or why would you even force the issue? You feel fine, but look, these are young athletic men. And uh, a lot of times they are not feeling the all the symptoms that maybe older adults are. So uh, I, I think it's highly possible that uh, a lot of professional athletes have already gone through this and already had it, but just had no clue that they had it. Yeah. Well, uh, I know as part of your series, at least you, you've teased it, <laughs> you have spoken with fellow tech geek Mario Ferraro. I did earlier today, yeah. So we're all, we're the three of us, I would say, I think you probably, I don't know, it'd probably be a tight race between you and Mario um, as to tech geekiness. Which <laughs> one of you do you think right now is like making the most orders on Amazon? <laughs> oh, I haven't, honestly. You know, I have not bought hardly anything. Uh, I figured well, you would use all of this free time to like, okay, let me try this new microphone or let me try this oh, other. No, I have, no, honestly, I need to cut back. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's great that I have the home studio, and it, but now, and now I can justify some of this stuff. In fact, maybe in 2021, I can write it off for taxes because I used it for work. Um, but the point is, is, uh, you know, I've, I've been trying to just be efficient in, in shopping and spending. And, and these are uncharted, unprecedented times. I, I don't know how the world's going to be. I also don't want to be a drain on, on resources. There's no way like Amazon should be delivering as many groceries to people as possible. Yes. They don't need to uh, be bringing me <laughs> something ridiculous that I may not have fully needed in the first place. But, uh, but anyway, he says uh, he does all his YouTube videos with a cell phone and i was like dude are we talking editing as well uh he edits on an ipad yeah wow i know i'm like dude, we have like you in the summer you like, start well, dude brody you're you're kind of starting to sound like the old guy no i'm just no <laughs> i'm just saying that he's editing iPad. like he's editing on an ipad uh, you could, you can, but like you need horsepower, you need a laptop, you need, or a, or a desktop with some horsepower and, um, and you like, he, he should be, uh, using a mirrorless camera for his video. Uh, like, you know, we just, we just got to go take him shopping. That's all. There you go. So I'm done with that. I would film the whole thing while you take him shopping. I'm, I have no <laughs> problem with that. Uh, there is a, uh, I will not divulge names or situations or actions or locations, but um, there is another uh, shark player that in our talking recently, we are going to collaborate on something as a surprise in the near future. Oh, that's so, fantastic. Well, we know it's so not, there's a, we know it's not Curtis. I think we can. No, I said shark player, not shark disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sharks disasters, do you think that Sharky might join you at some point? <laughs> this isolation has been the best thing ever because you know I don't get hit with silly string and you don't get the uh, punch with the stick in the face and the, well and now, the, now I think about all the germs like in his in his you know fin mouth or his uh, fish mouth like 
I don't ever want to put my head in there again. You know, I, it's I, I'm a, I'm becoming a germaphobe. Sorry, Sharky. I don't know that we can hang out anymore. Well, I just don't. And for those watching, if you're unsure about the shall we say relationships there, we can give you a little a little taste of it. You can play video like that, yeah, but you know, for some reason, Brody he wants Brody wants to be involved, but they just. They leave them hanging. So look at those dirty stashes right there, though. <laughs> and and Hanner, so Hanner came in uh, one day, and I was like, "Oh man, we forgot to tell him to grow one." I don't know what he's if he caught on, or you know, we didn't talk about it. So it's like November tenth, maybe or something, and he walks in and he's he goes, he reveals it. <laughs> I'm like, yes, he did it. Totally prepped. Yeah, totally. he did a re- he he did a really good job this year. All things considered, uh, Scott Hannon's first year with us uh, did yeah, just picks up on a lot of things and just kind of lets it be natural. So really like him. You know, it has been fun kind of seeing all of that. Evo- Here comes the kiss ass portion of the. Uh, hey, no, no, it's been fun watching kind of like how it's evolved because you know I'm obviously been watching forever and. I remember, you know, seeing Devin Setaguchi sit in the chair, Kyle McLaren sit in the chair, and uh, obviously Brown has kind of like he's solidified that spot. Uh, I think the the banter that you guys, I, there might be at some point you're going to have to put a little uh, some sort of disclaimer that says we don't really hate each other. This is for TV purposes only. No, but we do. Oh well, then okay. I guess you don't no, need I to know put what the you're, disclaimer. Yeah. There's a lot of people who don't catch on. In fact, we we when I say we both get tweets, I look at his and my account, and sometimes they're they're mad at Curtis. They're like, "Would you stop treating him so poorly?" <laughs> and then uh, other accounts are like, you know, to me, like, "Who do you think you are?" Like Curtis, <laughs> Curtis played in the NHL, and you're just a piece of da 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 da. And I don't disagree with you, but. It, lighten up guy it's just fun like we're just having fun in here and there's so many times where we'll say something and then the camera will cut or you know we'll cut to video or I'll go to commercial break and we just look at each other <laughs> it's like uh, i think we reached a new high slash low oh see and i like the way that that hannon kind of comes in as that third wheel that you're like so happy to it's like this yeah. fresh or this breath of fresh air you're going Okay, finally, I don't have to. It's going to be well, a good day. Yeah, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to play the part either, like of chirping. Like with him, you know, he's he's develop. Yeah, you're right. He's he's developing his own persona, yeah. uh, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, it's it's good that they're not. I I wouldn't want them to be the this. I wouldn't want to have the same thing with everybody. Yeah. So. Is there any guy that you like surprised didn't take it a little bit further? Like I know like Mark Smith did he's done like small bits here and there, whether it's been on the radio or I think he did pre or post like a, once or twice, right? Yeah. You know, and um people have always asked about like the rotation of 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 analysts that we use. And it's not by the way, it's not just with hockey, with baseball, we use even more analysts um because we play a lot more games over a year, but um, we play a lot more games. Like, like <laughs> I am playing the game. We cover a lot more games. Um, but, uh, first off, I have nothing to do with it. They, I guess they maybe ask my input, but it's never official or it's, it's, I, I they really don't ask my input. We all can kind of, <laughs> they don't care. We, we figured out, but a lot of it is a lot of it though, to be honest is, um, 
is the individual schedule, their other life commitments, right. other other responsibilities. I mean, for Curtis to come up from San Jose where he lives to as many games as he does, or even for Hannah to do it more than 20 times this year, that's a pretty large-scale commitment. And um, Hannah's so, a South Bay guy as well, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's a large, yeah, it's a large-scale commitment. And um, like I said, it, when we don't use somebody, I think people, people – are like, oh, well, he didn't work out or he wasn't that good. They didn't like him or whatever. It's it's usually more of like, it just didn't, the, the logistics didn't work out or they're busy now or, um, you know, and some guys like it more than others. Like I, th- I think Curtis really likes it. Um, See, I can picture 10 years from now, just to your side, you're throwing it to Jumbo for his analysis and he's just going, oh, I love this game. <laughs> yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Hey, hey, we're on television with the boys. Hey, hey, um, exactly that. It's yeah, no, but no, but honestly though, he's a guy. You know, like like Dan Boyle, for example, is a guy. I feel like I've I've courted Dan Boyle over the years because back when he was a player, I I I told him this many times. It's like, will you please? become an analyst when you're done like have a couple years off that's fine now he's had his couple years off um but no i, I even it, it just doesn't work well for everybody because let's let's be honest and let's remember here part of of being a good analyst um is covering the high times is covering the rough times it's having to be critical sometimes it's having to be a lot of different things um it, when the situation dictates and you know, I, th- I think certain people that that role, it just doesn't always suit them. You know, they don't feel like they need to talk about everything like we do. Yep. Uh, and I think for Boiler, maybe it's that. It's just he loves hockey. It's just this part doesn't really interest him. He might do it eventually. Well, on a limited on a limited basis, but uh, but you know, but Curtis coaches right, so Curtis loves that aspect of the game. It's almost like he's talking to the viewers like they're his players. See, I'll tell you, Danny did a. Um a, uh, an ice insights where he, uh, you know, took Q and a from season ticket holders and whatnot towards the end of last season. And there was more than a few people that kind of asked him, you know, how, how come you're, you know, not in studio with Brody or how come you're not part of this broadcast in some way? Cause he doesn't want to work with that jackass. <laughs> like if, if there was some legitimate host, he'd probably do it. Yeah. What did he, what did he say? No, he said, well, it was basically, it was twofold. It was one that he's, uh, working on building a new house, which is know? true. He has been for quite a while. <laughs> it's yeah. been an ongoing project. Well, uh, I mean the, the way that he got into it. Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be uh, pretty spectacular. I don't know if he's going to go like full blown, like recording studio because he is a bit of a metal head and, uh, is way into the- anybody can have, anybody can have their own studio at their house. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, but you gotta have, I don't see a lot of amplifiers and drums behind you, but yeah, it's true. <laughs> I can't, I can't play any instruments. I'd love to, but I, it's not a talent I have yet in life. Well, he said that. And the other thing was, um, just enjoying his kids, you right. know, and just having fun. There you go. Picking them up. you know taking them to school bringing them home doing all that type of stuff and then you know he kind of said like you know once they hit puberty and they start to hate him then he has an opportunity to leave the house it's the same thing with (laughs) seto you know he got involved in um uh, a fitness studio and getting that off the ground and so and plus he has a young child just like i do and so you know he looks at it like i i'd love to but i just i don't even have the time so yeah that's that's kind of how that goes 
Well, see, I would like to see some of these guys kind of take a play uh, a page out of your playbook, out of John Scott's playbook, where maybe they say, hey, you know, I can't travel to a studio on a regular basis to cover X amount of games per season. However, I could put together a little something at home and just, you know, maybe talk to other former players. Because I'll tell you, John Scott's podcast there's, there's been a few episodes where these are just fantastic, and you can tell by the reaction. I don't know if you saw the episode where he had Alex Stalock next to him, and he starts I, talking. I, I don't think I heard it, but I, I heard about it, yeah. Oh, he started talking about something. Uh, I'm trying to think if it had to do with when they named Pavelski the captain, and he was saying that most of the guys wanted Jumbo or whatever, and... It was, it was some issue with the coach, but either way, I forget exactly what John Scott said, but shall we say it wasn't the most uh, diplomatic answer in the, th- and Alex's reaction was just very much like shocked. He, he just turned and he was just like, kind of like, dude, I'm still in the league. Stop it. You know? Well, and that's, I, I do have to say as, you know, as a broadcaster and as a person who interacts with a lot of teams, you know, even when we started doing this this recent interview series with athletes during a pandemic, yeah. um, you know, I got in contact with the teams and just said, hey, just so you know, I'm going to start reaching out to guys and doing these interviews and here's kind of the scope of them. And the point is, is that if, if yeah, John Scott is, is a little maybe off the rails and that's why people love him, right? Yeah. In terms of the stuff that normally gets discussed and the way it's presented and some things behind closed doors stay there. So for me, at least, I don't think John Scott tr- owns doors, but okay. Well, gaining gaining a little <laughs> bit of trust allows you to do those interviews, so that a player knows if I come on that like we're going to talk about relevant stuff, and I'm not going to get grilled over my whatever stats of last season. You know, we're, we might talk about it, um, but it's going to be tastefully and and fairly done. Now, can I just say I have heard uh, John Scott's podcast, and I love the fact to your point that he's he's engaging in these new mediums. Uh, we got to get him a better setup though. Like we got to improve the acoustic quality and I would help him with that. See, you know, this is all I'm saying. And I'm so glad you said that because literally I literally like he's, I think here's podcast goes like this. Okay. Record. <laughs> I don't oh, wait, hold, hold the phone up here. I'm standing in my living room right now. It's like, John, you can afford yeah. a nice rig, like get yourself a nice setup, have it sound brilliant because people will appreciate that. Well, you can clearly hear that sometimes he's doing it and then there's somebody else involved. And when the other guy gets involved, all of a sudden the audio quality goes up tenfold. Right. But, well, but that's the thing is, is athletes and from doing a lot of FaceTimes recently, I spend more time like, okay, now turn the camera a little bit. Okay. Right there. Mm. Now a little bit closer, <laughs> you know? but, and then I won't name names, but one of them the other day was like, you are being so picky about this. And I said, <laughs> I am here to make you look good, Mark Edward Vlasic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, boy, the um, it, it's it's an interesting way to spend your your birthday, just getting on social media and doing your best Freddie Mercury. And if that's your best Freddie Mercury, oof. You know, I I ripped that off his wife's uh, Instagram story, and then I posted it on on uh, my. <laughs> on Instagram, you know, with proper credits and all that stuff, just so more people could, could see it. Hopefully <laughs> he instantly texted me. I was like, Oh, did he not? Was I not supposed to do that? Like, and he, 
He's like, thanks, man. Awesome. (laughs) Happy birthday. That's my present to you. (laughs) Well, it's funny you brought up a lot of this whole, you know, that a lot of these guys are just, I don't want to say technophobic. They're just, (laughs) they, they're playing sports. They don't have time for this. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I obviously a bit more geeky. I mean, you obviously work in the realm of it. Are you a little surprised? And I know we, we kind of talked about this, um, uh, before it just seems to me that like the local sports media, whether it's, uh, the radio people or the TV people, I'm surprised that they don't have like better rigs or something well, I, a bit more well, on the professional fairness, scale. In fairness, I think, I think most radio hosts right now are working from their homes. Yeah. And so that's so, why I'm surprised. Like, I, you know, like my little dog and pony setup here is only like 300 bucks and it still provide it's, it provides something better than, you know, like you're yeah. talking about with the phone across here going, yeah, so we're over here. Well, no, <laughs> yeah, no, it, look, it's, uh, it's funny. People see me as a TV host and they think that, oh, he's the guy that wears the suits and the makeup and he talk, you know, he talks on television. Uh, but in reality, the way I got into television was through production, learning how to shoot a camera edit, um, all the, you know, audio, video, lighting, all that stuff, graphics. And so, so those are, you used to deal with the prima donnas and now you are the prima donna. Exactly. Exactly. So I knew what kind of, uh, prima donna I wanted to be. And then I became <laughs> one, uh, no, but it, it's just, it's one of those things where I, I never wanted to take those tools out of my shed. You yeah. know, I always wanted to have them for a lot of reasons. And, um, yeah, I, I just think, you know, just going back to athletes, they they have only ever been set up properly. You know, like somebody lights their interview and, and records them or, you know, presents them properly. So that's all they ever know when it's their turn to do it. Um, it's not uh, – they just don't know what they're doing. At the same time, to your point about the local media, no, I think radio stations have it easier, right? Because you're just sending audio signals and, and really nowadays, so long as you have a hardwired – uh, internet connection, uh, there are enough, uh, boxes. I'll just say it like that boxes you can use where you plug it in and you can transmit the same quality as if you were in a studio. Now, is their room set up properly? Does the mic they're using, does it have compression and equalization and all, you know, it, it, a lot of well, different things to it. Dynamic versus condenser. And are these guys yep. using straight internet or do, I mean, does ISDN still exist? No, it doesn't actually, but inter- internet, uh, has, because internet has taken it over and, uh, honestly, internet is enough. Even in, in this room that I'm in right here, there is a hardwired, uh, ethernet jack and I could easily, uh, plug in uh, a box. There's two brands. One's called DeGero. The other one's called live view. I could, I could take a DeGero box and plug it into my setup right here. Now, by the way, I'm using a, a webcam here versus the regular camera I use for videos, but I could plug it all in here. I could be on television from this location and it would look sparkling in uh, 1080p. And you would never even know that I'm transmitting through the internet from my house. So these boxes are great. And actually they work on internet, ethernet, um, or they also work on, they have five or six cell phone transmitters in them. So we can take them remotely wherever we go. Uh, And that technology has been around for I don't know, the last <laughs> seven, eight years, but would you care to uh, share that information with the local news? <laughs> oh, they use it all. No, they use it all the time. I don't know, boy. Uh, I'm t- you're looking at they, the social distancing stuff that they're doing. Now you see people from the, you know, doing the local news on television, uh, some of them from their homes and it really comes across where 
the even the phone that they're using is not even you know you're still getting the black bars on the side yeah well so there's two things here number one is how to use the equipment right i mean oh, yeah. i could take i could take video off this phone and if i light it properly and this is an iphone 7 i think or Seven iPhone plus? seven. You think you call yourself a tech geek know, and you're on a I, seven? I know. I have. Well, let me I'm guess. It's lazy. because you don't want to get rid of the headphone. Oh no, the headphone jack got rid. Got yeah, went out at the seven. It. No, um, I. Uh, that, it, it's it's because it's through a it's a work process and it's fine for now. It's about to be three years old, and so I'll I'll approach it when it's well when things go back to normal. Hopefully, um, no. But ha half of it is technique, right? Um, how to set up lighting, how to be in a room where the sound doesn't bounce around and you don't sound like you're in a hallway. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, but the technology is all there, though. I, I know what you're saying. The technology yeah. is there because um, you are seeing people broadcast from their homes now on the local news. So I know what you're saying. Why don't why doesn't everybody do this? They are doing it. Um, sometimes it just comes down to technique. And I would also say when they're in a rush and they have that much of a, of a quantity of work to do, yeah. uh, they're just trying to get it on as fast as possible. So sometimes production value has to go out the window when you're just trying to stay afloat. Well, I, hey, I'm not going to lie. I remember the good old days of you and Ahmed and you appeared to be in, in a bedroom in the house and yep. you, you know, <laughs> and you had that going and, and that was the old studio. Now yes. I'm in the new, uh, well, it's a different, different room, but new studio. So. Yeah, but you know what? The old studio used to attract the Russian bots. You don't get those as much as you used to in the new studio. What was that? Don't you remember that one time you were in the old, you're in the bedroom or wherever your old setup was before you got this? And yeah, but what what was the what was the uh, the bots thing? I just remember like you know you were on and there was I don't know like 150 200 viewers somewhere in that, oh. and then it just like all of a sudden it went up to like eight or nine hundred and your eyes yeah. got like oh like I think plates. It, I think it got into like the it went from like 45 people to. 4,500 people. Like it was, I mean, don't, don't get me crazy. It wasn't like, I don't think it was like 10,000, but no, it was no, no. multiple, but it was like multiple a thousand. thousand. Yeah. And I'm like, and that's Ooh. not real. Come on. And I think I was whispering. It happened when oh, I started the whisper. whispering. Yeah. yeah I, I was whispering like this and I was, I was saying, Russian hey, bots, your bots, wake up bots. <laughs> so yeah, that that's what was happening there. I do remember that now. Yeah. No, that was hysterical. That was before I was a parent, I think. So I could, I could actually do crazy stuff and stay up late at night. Oh, that explains the studio. Once Max, oh, you had just had to like, okay, you just actually have to leave the house when you're going to well, be up after the hours no, of like nine o'clock. So actually, no, it, you know what? It, it was, um, uh, well, my old, my, the old place where I was, the old room where I was doing stuff was right next to his room. And so uh, now, yep. um, this spot's just, I could do more in here. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it was a, it was a way better setup in this room. So no, I, I dig it. At some point I'll, I'll try to get there. I mean, see the whole thing is that you have, well, you don't have to, but your background is nondescript. There's no bias going on. Clearly. If I'm talking about any other team than the sharks, Based on what's happening behind me, I might have a little bias. <laughs> I'm I'm greatly biased. I I I think too. It's funny when people 
accuse me on social of like, oh, you're be a journalist, be a good journalist. Like journalist, <laughs> I might have went to journalism school, but like, how many journalists uh, own the own the domain name LoganCoutureFanClub.com? <laughs> like, I I'm here to inform and entertain and hopefully make you laugh, make you cry, throw some insights along the way. A few chirps. Um, in chirps, yeah, you're right. Um, but. I, I actually, when people say journalist, I'm like, let's be honest, though. Journalists right now are the frontline people covering the COVID-19 pandemic. That is journalism. OK, uh, what I do, uh, far less important and uh, not in the same league as, as journalism. Now, the other thing that I actually have wanted to ask you for quite some time, is there any reason now I love the reclaimed wood look and that's actually something that I want to do in my living room for Home kind of Depot. An- well, and I noticed uh, Randy Hahn has a very nice reclaimed wood wall going on. Uh, but, however, for your studio, have you ever thought about just, you know, because you already, you already have, like, the awesome lighting, green screen, so you can just have whatever you want behind you? First off, Randy's wood is, like, Italian uh, designer wood. I think they got it off of a, of a 1790s ship. Um, so it's, like, I think it was a th- it's, like, $1,000 a board. Oh, uh, my no, I'm, God. I'm, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, but the it, fact that I was buying it should say something. Yeah. <laughs> you had me. Good sell. Um, <laughs> No, th- this stuff is uh, this stuff's cheap. Uh, got it from Home Depot. Turned out that it worked well. Look good. I I do regret putting screws in the wall on the studs. It was before I owned a uh, mm. a nail gun. Uh, I definitely would have done and put it up faster and cleaner. But they have the like the adhesive style too, specifically for while. I don't want to. I don't want to tape it on. I wanted to on the wall. Um. Why don't I do a green screen? I could. Um, I will say that to get a proper key, uh, key I'm gonna, see, I'm, I'm speaking no, I production get now. To get a proper key, it has to be lit, uh, and, and especially around the edges of like hair and shoulders yeah. and heads, it has to be lit almost near perfection. Can't be any blemishes back there or shadows. And plus then I'd have to render and process all that in post. Um, oh. or, or key it in live, and that's a whole other ball of wax. So it's a great idea. Honestly, if I had a smaller, you know, I had just enough space here to add some depth and all that stuff. Um, if I had a smaller space, I would definitely go green screen. But uh, I just decided to leave it more natural. Plus, it just looks a little more natural to have, you know, something, a uh, fake plant that used to, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I guess you can't see it here. But that that plant, I've probably had. It's been like how many apartments is that? Twenty plant years. It was in my college <laughs> apartment, and then it it went to my when I moved to San Francisco. It was there? Then when I moved out to the East Bay, it's here. It was in the attic. I was like, oh, I can use this. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my lord, that's fantastic. Well, uh, I mean, we've been going at it for a pretty good clip. Uh, any beverages that you've been able to partake in? I'm, I'm, I'm actually working on now, uh, you know, I'm going to give a hat tip to my, uh, my group. I have a devil's Canyon. Now this is a, a, a beer company out of San Carlos. So they're right on the peninsula. And right now because of COVID and in the quarantine that they're doing less than 24 hour deliveries. In fact, the last time that I wow. placed, I placed an order at 1230 and it arrived 
at my house by five o'clock that same day. Wow. It's yeah. pretty impressive. Oh, and, um, and you'll appreciate the name. <laughs> is, that, is that an IPA? Do I see that right? Yes. West Coast IPA, fluent in sarcasm. This crisis. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a joke here. Okay, so this is, this is not serious. <laughs> this crisis couldn't have hit me. The pandemic couldn't have hit at a worse time for my consumption because um, I didn't get the chance to really restock the wine fridge. So unfortunately, all that's in there right now was was the really bad stuff or the really good stuff. Um, as a, who, somebody told me the other day, one player was like, "What are you waiting for? This is the time for the good stuff." It's like that's no. a good point. Um, so I don't have the just average drinking stuff, uh, wine wise, and then beer. We just happened to be out like on the twelfth or thirteenth oh. or whatever, and so. Uh, so we have gone out and supported uh, a local brewery, uh, Danville Brewing, for example. Um, bought an eight-pack of Chucks, their their IPA. Mm, really good. Um, we also, I'm going to go to Fieldwork probably before this week is over. Mm, solid choice. Uh, pick, uh, pick up some crawlers or growlers or whatever I can. Now, um, before this week is over, are you going to be picking that up because it's your birthday? Wow. That's good knowledge right there. And yes, that is absolutely part of it. So I will, I think that <laughs> one of the good bottles of wine is going to get uncorked uh, on on Friday, nice. which by the way, I was not, this was going to be the first time in probably 20 years. That you haven't worked on your birthday, right? Yes. Yes. And there was no A's game and no Sharks game. And so I'll, I'm actually going to fully take the day off anyway now and just say, <laughs> get to see what it was like. Uh, but it honestly though, it, and uh, it just stinks. Uh, can't be with family. It yeah. like beyond my wife and son, uh, just doesn't make any sense. I want to be responsible. Um, so yeah. And a lot of like Vlasic's birthday is today. Logan's birthday was recently. Yeah. Uh, it just, it kind of stinks to go through, you know, something like that. Um, during these times, but I also have to say, I I realize what's happening right now is so much more important than anybody celebrating a birthday. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you you can you can have your moment of oh shucks, but at, at the same point, that's about as far as it should go. Now, what kind of beverage does the wife enjoy? I don't know. You know, when we met all those years ago, she she likes IPAs. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, and she drank more wine back then. She's really cut it down to like just IPAs, to be honest with you. So oh, man, Jesus. Just, which is fine. Like, but but like if it's hot outside, I'm not drinking an IPA. It's too thick. Yeah. No. 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 Nice. Nice. Crisp. Clean Pilsner lager yeah. or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah. Exactly. Fine with those. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> it, it, you just have to ha- have some like yeah, I I like it all. To be honest with you, yeah, good stout uh, at the right time. Good, yes, yeah. Uh, my wife, on the other hand, uh, Jack Daniels drinker. Whoa. So yeah, she's okay. not, not a big. She's not a fan of beer at all. Okay. Not much of a fan of wine, but if you uh, give her uh, the right, uh, you know, give her a good whiskey and 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 room temp. Yeah. If you, if you put ice. In fact, the glass is optional. You're just ruining it. Wow. Uh, yeah. No, she's. Uh, but like two double shots and then that's it. That's all she needs. I, I want to say the last <laughs> two trips I've made to spring training, I made it a point to say no beer on this trip at all. And how did that work out? 
just wine. That's all I had. I had oh, red oh, wine, thought, red wine. No, you know, I've, yeah. You I thought you were talking dry trip. I'm like, really? No, <laughs> uh, no I, but I, on the other hand, not irresponsibly either, to be oh, perfectly yeah. honest. Like I, when I go away now, I need to sleep <laughs> as much mm-hmm. as possible. I need to catch up on that. Uh, but no, I, I, I really like, uh, like a, a cab, a Merlot, a Syrah. Uh, some wines with some bite, usually. Yeah, sort of I enjoy a, lo- a good Pinot. Yeah, but, you know the Merlots That's for good me. Casual are little- drinking. It depends if you're if you're just if you're just just drinking wine, and maybe light snacks or no snacks. A Pinot's great. Yeah, right. Merlot's a little too dry for me, so that's why I go with a Pinot. I think if you have it with yeah, it's got. A, I think Merlot is probably more like food. Yes, you know, food, a, a pairing of of something. So. Absolutely. Welcome to Alcohol After Dark here on Teal Town USA. It's what it's come to. <laughs> it's what it's come to, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's so, I mean, now it's just come to, so where do you get your best burger? <laughs> you know, where do you get the best pizza? It's a, you know, that's, that's literally what we're talking about now. I don't know about you. Um, my last two Saturday evenings have been spent on Zoom with eight other friends Virtual, cool. you know, virtual yeah. game nights playing. Uh, yeah. Last Saturday was Cards with Humanity, or card. What is it? Cards? Is it Cards? Cards Against Humanity. Uh, card, yeah, Cards Against you with Humanity. That wouldn't be a fun game. Yeah, uh, yeah Cards Against Humanity. Um, a week before that was uh, f- uh, a dice game called Farkle. Be careful how you say that one. Uh, right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's. It's kind of been how, you know, you, you have to, again, like you said, you can't spend time, you know, face to face, but, uh, at yeah. least you can use, could you imagine this happening oh. tw- 20 years ago? Or I should say even, I mean, I don't know when you got broadband, I think I got broadband in like, Oh one. Yeah. So- as soon as I went to, <laughs> uh, as soon as I was in college, what was it called? A T1 line? Is that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was such the rave, or the rage, uh, or rave. Yeah. Uh, at it was, if it was State the 90s, in, it was a rave. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this was not 99, fall of 99. It was like a show up and, oh, we got a T1 connection, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you're going to do with that, uh, Napster. I'm, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to download every song ever recorded. A lot of MP3s. <laughs> Kazaa. LimeWire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those were p- things my friends used. I never used those, but they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But I, yeah, I think about this that it's, you know, like I remember specifically where I was for a few events. You know, obviously, uh, we're all going to remember this. We all remember what was going on with 9 11. Um, for me, I, well, okay. Uh, I mean, are, do you have like cognizant memories? You were just a little, a little young pup, but do you have of cognizant? 9/11? No, of 89, the quake. Oh, 100%. I was actually going to do a video about this uh, in the near future. You know how, for me, life is very much about uh, mile markers. And uh, October 17th, 1989 was uh, 100% a huge mile marker. Uh, even the firestorm of 90 in Oakland, because I oh, yeah. grew up in the East Bay, and that was, you know, it was very scary to be that close to something. So that that was kind of a mile marker. Um, 9-11, a mile marker. Um, I, I think for me, what else? 
See, uh, I, well, I mean, and I see here, now here's the part where it's like Brody's a little younger. Let's see if he remembers this. Mario Ferraro earlier today when I chatted with him, he go he goes, you know, back when I was uh, in high school in 2014, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I, gonna, I was already jacking up sharks pre pre and post game shows when you were in high school, when you were in, when you were in elementary school. Okay, let's so. see. I, there's no way you're going to have a cognizant memory of this, but let's throw it out there anyway because you were probably maybe in kindergarten. Uh, the, the space shuttle? Yes. Yeah. No, I, so, okay. So um, I was just about I'm to head out. I'm impressed that you knew that I was going there. Uh, I was just about to head out to school, and my mom, I, I'll never forget, she was like, let's watch this. Oh, geez. And I think we turned it off. I don't, you know, it was, I don't. So I don't remember the trauma of it. So she obviously did a good job of sheltering, changing the channel or, mm. or whatever, or maybe, exp- I, or explaining it to the point where I wasn't panicked. But I remember, I, th- I don't know if I ended up going to school that day or not, but I just remember that it was, you know, it was a shock around the country. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot cause people witnessed it live and yeah. it's crazy because coronavirus is killing hundreds and thousands per day. And a couple astronauts died in front of your eyes but it's like that was more of a blow. Anyway, long story short, um, I remember that vividly. Um, uh, October 17th, 1989, for another reason too, my, my grandma had actually passed away that morning. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, totally separate from the earthquake. So our family was all gathered at her house and getting ready for the distraction of baseball. <laughs> at 5 o'clock, the broadcast, my mom says, hey, come, in, come inside. The game's on. Let's, let's all, we're all going to sit down and watch. So I was walking through the front door of my grandparents' house in Castro Valley and a door, a door frame, I guess the better place to be would be outside the house, but a door frame wasn't bad. And I was instantly, uh, my aunt, I think just grabbed me and just said, you know, held me in place. But I remember that and, and the aftermath of that and, uh, 9-11, I was in college, but I was working at channel two as a sports producer and I'll never forget calling them at like noon. It's like, okay, so sports are canceled. Um, <laughs> you're probably not going to need me for a while. And they said, you're right about sports. Uh, but they said, we need anybody who can edit in here tonight. We need all hands on deck. So I showed up and we saw some, you know, back then the way technology worked is that the networks like Fox News and, and CNN would feed feed down to the affiliate uh, channel two all this video now it was up to you whether you used it or not and usually under normal circumstances they they're selective of what they send you they just fed everything so we at, we at the studio saw everything oh, happening in New God. York and some of the stuff that will never hopefully be aired uh, but that was traumatic as I had ever you know I cried on the way home it was like I just what what I saw was like Oh, it was it, it. It's one of those things, and just seeing it would offer yeah. maybe PTSD to some, you know. So. Oh, do I see now. Eighty nine for me. <laughs> it's just a fun story. I was actually um, at my girl. I was at my girlfriend's place. Her. Uh, <clears throat> I was sitting on the floor with my back against like a lazy boy. She was sitting in the lazy boy. Her roommate. He's chilling out on the couch. Nice entertainment center, you know, but this is long before the days of flat panel TV, right. you know. A big old zenith. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sanyo, something Got like that. Got it at Radio Shack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And so we're we're chilling there, and and then you know you start to feel a little movement. And typical Californians, all of us, go oh quake yeah. quake. Yeah, then going. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. it started getting more and more pronounced. And then at some point, what happened was it's like I went out the back door. The girlfriend went out the front door. The roommate runs up to this entertainment center and is just bracing it going, I oh, just yeah. bought this damn thing. <laughs> hey, that's, it's not I gotta coming say, down. <laughs> that's one thing at our house. Uh, anything that's tall and heavy is strapped to the wall, like yeah. to a stud in the wall. I've definitely realized here, not just for kids, but uh, I've been through enough to know. And anything that, that can fall is light. Uh, yep. or wouldn't hurt or I wouldn't I don't care if it breaks but anything that's important or heavy is strapped you know and it was amazing uh th- I mean I don't want to say it was like a tornado but it's that idea of a tornado that can go through and it's if you're in the path you 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 know you're <laughs> you're yeah. you're done for but literally if you're 12 feet this way you're fine you yeah, know like uh, like nothing happens and I at the when eighty when the eighty nine quake hit, I lived on uh, in the on the second story of a four story condo, and we went to my girlfriend's house or my her parents' house first to check on the folks, and they had a huge entertainment center that crashed down, broke a glass table, uh, the dishwasher had flown open, dishes everywhere, and I go to check on my mom. And she's also on a second floor and like, oh yeah, the, this plastic cup, it, it fell over. <laughs> like that was it. It's bizarre. Like, that's that's actually bizarre. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, I, I, I fear for the next one in the Bay area that, that the epicenter is, is closer than, um, basically Santa Cruz, yeah. you know, um, the Hayward fault specifically, there's a lot of stuff in the East Bay. Uh, within a close range of of that fault, so yeah. including where I'm at right now. But <laughs> well, uh, and and nine eleven, I remember specifically getting up in the morning before I got you know jumped in the shower to make my way to work. Got on, turn on, you know, put on the internet, waited for the little. Uh, oh no, no! By that time, I think I did have broadband. I didn't have to wait for the AOL. No dial up. Yeah, I didn't have to wait for the Oof. dial up noise. Uh, and I remember the Yahoo back when people used to use the Yahoo, the Yahoo homepage came up and it was a photo of the twin towers Yeah, and it smoke. Yeah. And, and the first thing now, I also need to preface this. I had literally been on the top of the empire state building five weeks earlier. Wow. So I was just there and the flight number that I had, same, same one. one, same yeah. one that Newark to San Francisco. So I saw that and I went, oh, someone hacked Yahoo because I, wow. I, I, I couldn't believe it. And then yeah, I, that's what I thought is that somebody had ya- hacked Yahoo's website because after I got out of the shower, got dressed, got my act together, got in the car, get in the car and I put on Howard Stern, what I used to listen to, Howard Stern. And not realizing that, oh, well, Howard's not talking. If that actually had happened, how are we talking about it? It was on a not- delay, though. Exactly. I didn't yeah. realize the tape delay. And then yeah. as soon as I get to work, everybody's monitor has, yeah. you know, CNN go streaming and everything. So I, uh, I got a phone call from my mom and it was, uh, wake up. 
I was, you know, and it wasn't, I wasn't sleep. I was in college, but I wasn't sleeping in that late <laughs> No, because all this happened at what, uh, five our time, five, five, six o'clock our time in the morning. So this might've been more like seven thirty eight. So both towers were already hit and down. I think when I woke up and, uh, or, or close to it and she goes, no, I think they were both down. Actually. She goes, I'll never forget. Uh, turn on the TV. What channel mom? <laughs> any ch- any channel. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then I, so then I'm on the phone still and it's like okay I'm I'm in a daze. I'm all I see is a smoky screen. What what? Like it's just a lot of smoke. What what's going on? There's fire. You know, and she's explained what was happening. I'm like what am I don't even know what I'm looking at. Uh, to be honest. You know, it just it didn't make any sense and then all of a sudden the replays come and you're like Oh, wow. And at that so, point, were you as into aviation as you are now? Uh, not yet. It was it was right as I was finishing college. I'd say probably 02, 02 into 03 is when I got into aviation. So I didn't I didn't hardly know anything about it back then. Uh, as much I mean not even a fr- not even a sliver of what I know now. But and I wasn't flying back then. Well, see, now that's that's what I look forward to is I'm waiting for one of the sharks to let you take them up. <laughs> I think probably it's probably against their contract somehow some way, but uh <laughs> I've done a, it for work. I've done it for work a few times. What uh, about Brownie? Will Brownie let you? He probably he he wouldn't want to. <laughs> Most people don't want to. They're like, "Oh, I'm so scared." But it's fine, whatever. You know, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it's not, uh, I think when most people have, I've ever taken have gone with me, they're like, oh, that is so much different than what I was expecting, you know? So it's just, you try and make it look effortless and easy. There's a lot to it. There's a lot going on, but there's so much safety going on. So, as well, so, so Brownie can fire shots at the family jewels on TV, but he won't go up in a plane with you. Right. That's typical Curtis Brown. That's Curtis Brown in a nutshell. <laughs> that's brownie for you oh well i think that's probably the best way to uh end this yeah sound good yeah, it was a good chirp you know it was, yeah yeah no i i uh i wish you the best obviously and and uh everybody out there watching uh live or replay um yeah i, I wish i had we all wish we had some answers of yeah. what like what's next for humanity uh What's next for sports? I just I think sports right now, as much as we talk talk sports and non sports, um, I think sports needs to realize its place uh, and tread carefully in the next couple weeks and months as we talk about sports versus real life. Um, but I also know that sports are going to be huge in us finding normality again. You know, like it's gonna you don't even realize you do realize it, but you don't realize how big it's going to be. It's going to be a privilege to be a, for, for me to cover it, for players to play it, uh, and to bring it to people because it's going to signify the wheel turning again. So not not unlike after nine eleven. Yeah, it just happened quicker, right? Yeah. Uh, Bob Melvin, A's manager, we were talking about this the other day. He was with the Diamondbacks when they won in two thousand one, won the World Series a couple months after. And uh, he said, you know, he knows that that team, that they treated it as such a privilege to just entertain and distract. Um, that's not going to fix everybody's problem and their losses, not. But it can, it, it'll help. Can't hurt them, you know. 
Yeah. So. And if I, I mean, if I remember correctly, that was Arizona versus the Yankees. Yep, that was. And that was uh, Luis who, Gonzalez hit the hit the uh, game winning single. I think back up the middle. See, I just I remember there just being a uh, not not. Arizona fans outright apologizing, but a lot of Diamondbacks fans going, you know, if New York won this, it wouldn't be the worst thing, you know, like every, and then when the Patriots, you know, that was the other thing. And it's like a team called the Patriots, right? That's who you want to win. I mean, it's can't, you don't want it. You can't mess with sports is going to do what sports is going to do. You can't, that's why you play. But, uh, I can understand that sentiment. I do remember that too. So, all right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, hey, wow, it's constantly changing. So as it changes, we will be here trying to offer something else. Thanks for tuning in, every, tuning in everybody. Good night.